Welcome to Weight Loss for Dentists. I'm Dr. Natanya Brown, a board-certified endodontist and certified life and weight coach. I'm on a mission to help dentists live at their goal weight without relying on deprivation or willpower or even intense workouts. If you want to start making more mindful choices so that you can lose weight permanently and have fun in the process, you're in the right place. Hey friends, really quickly, I recorded this episode and then I completely forgot to tell you about a class that's going to happen tomorrow, September 1st, that's Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. So I wanted to hop on here really quick to let you know about it. It's a free class that's called Weight Loss Essentials Made Simple. This is why you're not going to want to miss the class. Do you remember back to a couple episodes? I talked about the four basics to weight loss success. Well, I'm going to be covering these four basics in greater detail in this class. I'm going to teach you how to lose weight without deprivation or intense exercise or counting anything. Okay. How you can even just put one tool to use and start seeing results this week. If that sounds good to you, then I would invite you to come to the class. All you have to do is register. It is free, but you need to register so you can get the zoom link. You go to drnatania.com. That's drnatania.com forward slash simple S I M P L E. All right. I hope to see you there. And now on to today's episode. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're joining me again this week. I want to start out by giving a really quick shout out to a listener named Molly, who recently left a five-star review. And I just want to tell you, thank you so much, Molly. Um, I want to read her review really quick. It says, I'm so glad that I found the Weight Loss for Dentists podcast. Dr. Natanya gives amazing tips and suggestions on how to change your mindset and your thoughts to get to your goal weight and maintain your goal weight. I've been yo-yo dieting for years, trying to lose baby weight. I'm starting to put into practice everything I've learned in her episodes. Thank you for this podcast. Well, Molly, I just really appreciate the kind words, and I'm so thrilled to hear that this podcast has been really beneficial for you. And now to all of you, other listeners, I'm curious if you've been listening and you've found this podcast helpful, have you had a chance to leave a review? If not, I would really greatly appreciate it. And truly, it will just help other people just like you find this podcast that much more easily. So thank you in advance. All right. So today's topic is really truly one that gets to the core of what I teach every single one of my weight loss students. In this episode, it is my hope that you're going to see the pitfalls in allowing yourself to tie up your self-worth, self-concept, self-esteem to the number that you see on the scale. I might be using those terms a little bit interchangeably here, but suffice it to say, like how you think about yourself, right? I don't want you to be tying that up with the number that you see on the scale. So many people, I can't even tell you how many people come to me and they're just walking around in their daily lives thinking that their weight defines them 
thinking if only they could be thinner, they could finally feel better about themselves. And I know that that's what a lot of you are thinking. If only you could lose the weight so that, you know, you could be more self-confident or more happy, right? I know this is the case because so many people come to me and they tell me this and it's exactly what I used to think too. Believe me, I've been there. I know how easy it is to believe this. And so if this resonates with you, then I created this episode for you. And even if you were to tell me that that doesn't resonate with you, I still think you should stick around because there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. Okay. So look, I'll start out by just saying, I I do truly get it. It's so easy to really link our weight with our self-concept, but I really, first of all, want to differentiate. There, There is you, who you are, who you consider yourself to be, you know, like behind closed doors. Who are you? What is your personality? Is it your brain? Is it your hopes and your aspirations? Like, who are you? What are your dreams? You know, everything that you think of when you think about what defines you. And of course, if you're religious or spiritual, you may also want to include your spirit or your soul, right? Like, who are you? And then there is your physical body, right? There's the atoms that come together to make cells and tissues and organs and, you know, obviously different components of your body. All of these pieces create your human body. And if we were to take all those pieces and put it on a scale, that is what we call your weight, right? Now, of course, we all understand this intellectually. We understand that you are not the same as your weight. We all get that, right? But it's very fundamentally important that we actually separate these two in our mind and continue to separate these two, especially and most importantly, as we go through the process of losing weight, okay? The sooner you do this, The the sooner you separate these two things in your mind, the sooner you're going to be able to approach weight loss and truly enjoy the process without your happiness or your self-confidence being dependent on it, okay? I know I've kind of thrown out a few different terms, happiness, self-confidence, self-worth, self-value. You can kind of bucket these all in the same category. Again, I'm probably going to use them interchangeably, okay? But really my goal here is for you to go out there and lose weight and enjoy yourself knowing that your happiness and your confidence is not dependent upon you getting to your goal. Instead, weight loss is something you get to do for yourself because it's a personal goal, right? Now, how do you know if you're currently thinking that your weight is defining you? Okay. All right. So number one, You know you're letting your weight define you when you fear stepping on the scale unless you know you'll see a number you like. Now, if this is you, you'll likely get very anxious thinking about weighing yourself. When you do weigh yourself and it's a number you don't like, you'll likely beat yourself up, maybe feel badly about yourself, 
because you're equating your self-worth with this number. You then might spiral into thinking about all the quote-unquote bad things you've done potentially to deserve weighing this. On the flip side, if and when you do happen to see a number on the scale that you do like, you'll feel good about yourself. But the catch here is that this good feeling is only going to last so long because you may start to second guess yourself or fear that you may not be able to maintain the progress, kind of like, you know, the shoe is going to drop any moment. Um, Or, you know, there might be a birthday party around the corner that you're afraid of, right? Um, So this happy feeling is fleeting and often this can segue into self-sabotage. Like, you guessed it, this feeds right back into the cycle of beating yourself up more. Now, if you're interested to hear my opinion on the scale and how we might be able to use it for us as opposed to against us in the weight loss process, go have a listen to episode number 17. And when I talk about using the you know, scale as a tool in the weight loss process, I don't mean that to be a tool that you can use yourself, use to beat yourself up with. Okay. All right. Number two, you know that you're letting your weight define you when you compare yourself with your thinner friends or family members and despair about how much more you weigh than them. You may not like being in photos. You might get squeamish seeing yourself in photos. You, you might even be, you know, making progress towards your, your goal, but you might, you might be much more likely to point out your shortcomings and to focus on your shortcomings, um, then, you know, truly being able to focus on the progress that you're making. And in this manner, you're allowing yourself to ride a roller coaster, Okay. The alternative here is to rem- remember and remind yourself that what other people eat and how it impacts their body has no bearing on how you choose to make decisions for yourself and to take care of yourself. Okay. Number three, you know, if you're letting your weight define you when you're terrified of taking a medication that has the side effect of weight gain, maybe you're terrified of getting a medical condition that might cause weight gain, getting pregnant, or heck, even menstruation or menopause. Basically, you know, anxious or afraid of anything where you might be gaining weight and not all the factors are in your control. When you equate your self-worth with your weight, you may not be as likely to have compassion for yourself and truly take care of yourself during these times. Instead, you, bu- you might be much more likely to see these circumstances as just threats to your self-worth. And in turn, you may react as thinking that not much is in your control and then in turn, give up the control that you do have. So the alternative here is to separate yourself from your weight and lovingly remind yourself that you always have the power to make amazing decisions for yourself, no matter what factors are outside of your control. Number four, when you late, when you let your weight define your self-worth, you get very concerned with seeing immediate results when you start any kind of a diet, as opposed to to seeing it like a lifestyle change that you're going to ease into and stick with for life. You may feel really desperate 
to feel better about yourself by making the number on the scale go down as quickly as possible. And this generally turns into a fixation with trying to do quote unquote, the right things, act perfectly, eat in a very restrictive manner, for example, with a potential sense of entitlement that if you have quote unquote, done the right things, then therefore the scale should be able to tell you a number that you are happy with. Now, when you don't see immediate results, you're much more likely to spin into this downward spiral thinking that quote unquote, nothing is working instead of looking at the facts of the situation objectively and asking yourself, what's one thing that you might be able to do differently and trying to focus on the fact that it's really a long-term game. Instead, when you realize that your self-worth is not defined by your weight, you aren't reactively trying to change your weight quickly because you know that your happiness and self-worth isn't dependent on it. So you're more at peace making sustainable incremental changes that are actually going to stick with you for life as in permanently. Okay. Number five, when you separate the number on the scale and it doesn't define you, you're much more likely to look objectively at your weight and your habits and honestly evaluate what is working, what things aren't working, and what things you'd like to do differently. So like, for example, when you overeat, you're able to refocus yourself much more quickly without beating yourself up, knowing that you don't have to get caught up with any of the self-defeating drama. Thoughts like, I'm never going to lose the weight, or this is taking forever, etc. You just get back to focusing on what's in your control and then making the next best decision. Okay. Number six, when the number on the scale doesn't determine your worth, you don't wait until you're at your goal weight to take pride in how you look or make an effort to look good. You aren't waiting until you hit your goal to wear clothes that fits you. You know that you can still enjoy clothes that fits you at your current size and be working towards becoming another size. Number seven, if you're letting your weight define you, th this one is really, really important. You may be linking your weight with your identity as a quote unquote fun person, you know, like the person that everyone likes to hang out with or the life of the party, for example, or even as simple as, you know, that person that loves having a sweet tooth or is a chocoholic, right? That one definitely applied to me. And you may be believing that once you make changes in your life, that your life will suddenly suck, that you will, you know, be a boring person or that your life is going to be boring. And how could you possibly make the changes you want and still enjoy your life? So you want to lose weight, but you don't want like, you know, the guaranteed weekends that need to be boring 
or, you know, obviously the assumption that you're going to be having boring weekends or that you're not going to be able to have fun on vacation, for example, or that you're only going to be relegated to eating cardboard, for example, right? So you could potentially instead decide that you can lose weight and actually love your life or lose weight and still have fun on the weekends or lose weight and totally have fun on vacation, for example. All right. Number eight, if your sense of self-worth comes from the number on the scale, you may also believe that other people will value you more when you're thinner. Now, this may make you, you know, overly concerned with how you are perceived. It may make you doubt that anyone could find you lovable the way you are right now. This may impact your friendships, your closest relationships. However, you know, because you're seeking this external approval, you may also be eating at times that you're not hungry. Okay. So this one's kind of a double edged sword because you want to gain the approval of others, even though you may think that you may be more loved or liked or approved of at a goal weight, you may also care very much, um, if you are seen as not really partaking at a party, for example, you may care about pleasing other people to the extent that you may choose to eat when you're not always all that hungry. Okay. So you can kind of use that one against you in both senses. Okay. Number nine, if you're letting the number on the scale define you, and this is really one of the biggest ones, it's possible that you actually maybe have lost the weight in the past only to have regained it maybe once or even multiple times. And one of the biggest reasons why you have potentially regained the weight is because you may have already experienced for yourself that getting to your goal weight may have felt great for a period of time, but you already know that that amazing feeling is fleeting. It And you may not have been consciously aware of this, but basically, you know, getting to your goal weight may have initially inspired you to think amazing thoughts about yourself. Maybe you felt proud for a period of time. However, if throughout the process of losing weight, you did not learn how to build yourself up, how to talk to yourself in a loving and positive way, how to think of yourself as the badass that you are committed to your goal, even on days or weeks when you've made mistakes, then at that point, what happens when you get to your goal and you don't actually think you're amazing permanently? Then you start to realize when you make mistakes, you're still beating yourself up. You're not feeling great. Maybe you've pushed the goalpost even farther, right? In other words, the prize of having lost the weight and changing the number on the scale isn't enough or wasn't enough to propel you to maintain the weight because what you've realized again, this could be subconsciously, is that you could continue to beat yourself up every time you make mistakes. 
This really emphasizes the fact that the number on the scale does not make you happy. It does not make you confident, right? And also, if you have been using food or potentially alcohol as a way to comfort yourself when you're stressed out, and in the process of losing weight in the past, you never actually learned how to cope with the stress or cope with any negative feelings without using food or alcohol, right? Getting to your goal weight doesn't magically teach you how to cope with negative feelings without using food or alcohol, okay? And so it's totally possible in essence to lose the weight and then still beat yourself up internally, think you're inadequate, think you're not totally worthy, right? And all of this can contribute towards inevitable weight gain, okay? Number 10, if you're letting your weight define you, and this is kind of recapping on number nine, I'm not going to lie, but I do want to make it its own thing because it's so important. So I'll start again. Number 10, if you're letting your weight define you, you will constantly think you need to be thinner or make some other changes in order to be the amazing rock star that you are. Alternatively, you could simply choose to believe that you are amazing no matter what your weight is. Because guess what? In reality, you are. And you can still look to want to make a change. Now, look, I know you're here because you want to lose weight. The sooner you separate your self-image, your self-worth, your self-concept, your confidence right? From the number on the scale, the sooner you'll be able to enjoy the process of weight loss, knowing that it's something that you're doing for yourself because you want that change for yourself. But just imagine the difference that it would make when you know that your happiness and your self-confidence does not depend on it, that your worth and your value as a human being has nothing to do with the amount that you weigh or the number that you're seeing on the scale. Now, please, please, please do not believe that you need to lose weight to be happy or self confident. You are amazing now. And because I know I get this question so often, and I will absolutely dedicate a whole separate episode to this. This does not mean that you have to therefore become complacent, that if you choose to think you're amazing right now, that you will somehow decide to just kind of give up on your weight loss goal. Okay. That doesn't have to be the case at all. In fact, it can be precisely because you think you're amazing that you can decide to take the best possible care of yourself and build yourself up and your level of belief in your ability to take care of yourself no matter what situation you're in and make the best choices no matter what situation that you are in. One of my very favorite empowering thoughts that I've used throughout, not just the time when I was losing the baby weight, but even to this day, I like to build myself up thinking I love myself too much to 
allow myself to eat in a way that doesn't serve my body. When I was losing weight, I reminded myself of that sentence because it really helped me to empower me, to build me up, and to give myself the belief that I can use self-love as opposed to self-loathing to truly fuel my desire for change and to be the catalyst for change. So more on that later. But as I close today's episode, I want to close by really just giving another shout out. And this is to let you know that this podcast was actually inspired by a recent podcast episode that I listened to by a fantastic coach and physician by the name of Melissa Parsons. It was actually a business podcast. It didn't have anything to do with weight loss. However, all of the principles applied to weight loss, and I was so inspired by it that I wanted to create an episode for all of you. So this episode would not be complete without giving a thank you and a shout out to Melissa, Dr. Melissa Parsons um, for inspiring me for this podcast episode. So thank you so, so much, Dr. Parsons. All right, guys, with that, that's what I have for you today. I really hope that you found today's episode helpful and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Hey, if you're ready to start taking action towards permanent weight loss, then go download my five secrets where I'll teach you the top five things to lose weight and keep it off without resorting to restrictive diets, deprivation, or even intense exercising. Go to drnatanya.com forward slash start. That's drnatanya.com forward slash start to get started. It's time to make your weight loss goal a reality.